welcome to the monthly Skill Bite Show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skillbytes author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, I am delighted to have with us Maria Baseggio. Maria is president of Sage Insights, a management consulting firm that works with businesses to address their growth challenges by optimizing their business and or marketing strategies. Maria has served over 25 years in global leadership in the technology sector, including an assignment in London. Through her corporate and consulting roles, she has proven experience in increasing revenue by building programs to drive new market opportunities and or strategic alliances, and she has successfully assisted in the transition from a product-centric to a service-centric focus. Recognized as a results-oriented leader, Maria knows that growth requires a strong set of products and services that address market challenges, as well as a clearly defined target market, a solid sales plan, and a strong alliance and channel partner program. Maria's presentation today is called Growth, Is Your Company Getting Its Fair Share? Maria will be sharing with us some tools to assist us in evaluating our circumstances to determine the best way achieve our growth goals. Maria, welcome. We're so glad to have you join us. Well, thank you, Judy. I appreciate the opportunity and look forward to talking to you this afternoon. Well, I'm really curious about your title. Is your company getting its fair share? What are you getting at there? Well, I think a lot of times companies are moving along well. They haven't had any major hiccups. So they think that they're plotting along a good course, when in reality, if they really brought more focus and did more strategic planning, they could take their company to even a higher level and get even more revenue and or improve their profitability. So okay. I think that, yes, I think sometimes they, they haven't assessed or really taken a good serious look at how they might even get their company to the next level. Sometimes it's the fact that new products, introduction of new products, might increase their sales and revenue. Sometimes it's about expanding into new geographies or maybe addressing their or, or focusing on adjacent markets and in different industries other than what they've been focusing on today. And that's an opportunity for them to expand their client base, which again can drive greater revenue. It could also be taking a look at what kind of partnerships they have. Do they have strategic alliances? Do they have indirect sales channels? Are there some ways that they can leverage partnerships to gain some growth in their company as well? And sometimes when it comes to profitability, it's about refining and maximizing the efficiency of their operations. So it might be one, just one of these areas that could have a significant impact for a company, or it may be a combination of them. But the reason I say, is your company getting a fair share is because I think that sometimes just because numbers are positive, we don't take a look at what is going on in the company to see if we can make them even stronger. I understand that. Um, but that's an awful lot to assess. How do you know which area 
a particular business should be focusing on? I think it goes back to two words that I mentioned just a moment ago, and it's called strategic plan. I know, at least in talking to some CEOs, especially in the small to mid-sized companies, I find that a lot of them don't really have a strategic plan. They they look at what they need to do more from a piecemeal approach. And so they do make progress. They, they are getting some good earnings and getting some reasonable profitability. But I think that if business owners, CEOs, presidents, and so forth will really take the time to develop a three-year strategic plan. That's the typical today. There was a time when you really built a five-year strategic plan. But the way that the market changes so much and so rapidly today, most companies are working more on a three-year strategic plan. But by building that plan, it helps you identify, first of all, where do you want to be? And maybe this is kind of a too much of a low-key way to say it, but where do you want to be when the company grows up? So where do you want the company to be positioned in a few years? What kind of growth targets do you have for it? Do you want to grow by 25% in three years, or do you want to have some kind of an annual growth that you want um, 10% or 5% each year? And the, the percentage certainly, 10% sounds big for some companies. The larger companies are probably going to have a smaller percentage growth, but the, the actual dollar factor will be larger. Whereas um, a smaller company may say that they do want to have 10% growth annually, and that's very achievable for them. But it's not just about saying having a strategic plan and saying, this is where I want to be. But the strategic plan helps you take a look at your company of where you are today to take really what I like to call a current state, and determine based on where you are today, what do you need to do to get to that future state, to get to where you're achieving that percentage growth that you established when you said that you wanted to build this strategic plan. So do you need to do something in your sales structure? Do you need to get additional partnerships, whether it's an indirect sales channel partner, to get another sales organization, so to speak, even though it would be an indirect sales organization? Or do you need the strategic partnership of what I would call more of a strategic alliance where maybe they bring some kind of technology support to you or some other kind of capability that strengthens your position in the market, but they're not necessarily a sales channel for you, but you're gaining other value from them, which then strengthens your potential to be competitive in the market. It could be also taking a look at your operations. One of the individuals, a business owner that I spoke with today, he actually has this problem. He doesn't have a strategic plan, though he is very sharp and has a good good idea of what he wants to do in the different categories. But he's taking a look and saying, here's what I'm doing, Maria, from a sales perspective. Here's how I'm trying to address helping me accomplish the growth target that I have. Here's something that I'm going to give a try to in marketing to help support the, the sales efforts. But what he recognized is now his problem is the fact that if he does succeed, that his marketing drives more sales interest and his sales team is able to close more sales, can his operations team keep up with the volume of sales? So a strategic plan enables you to really take a good cohesive look at your company and all the interdependencies that are present that can favorably or unfavorably impact your future state and achieving that growth target that you have. Well, I, I understand 
being able to, to determine how you want to be positioned in a few years and evaluating where you are now. It's that third rung of establishing what you need to do to go from where you are now to where you want to be. How do you, how do you determine that? Well, part of it is, so, so basically I think what you're asking is how do you determine what kind of a growth target you want to set? Or right? if you've determined what kind of growth target you want, how do you, how do you pick what to do to get there? Well, you really need to do an assessment of your current state. And one thing that I'm a firm believer that I help believe helps you assess your current state is by doing what we call a SWOT analysis. And a SWOT analysis basically is a quadrant. Many people have, have probably seen the SWOT analysis, but in one quadrant, you'll take a look and, and document what the strengths of your company are. In another quadrant, you'll identify the weaknesses that you have. Another one would identify the opportunities as well as the threats. So you have four quadrants. Strengths and weaknesses are an internal view, looking at your company and saying, what do we do really well that if we do it even better, it can help us move our company forward and grow? And take an honest assessment of where you have some opportunities for improvement. And that would go in your weaknesses quadrant. So those two are taking a look inward at your company. The quadrant for opportunity and the quadrant for threat is really taking an external view and taking a look at the market, taking a look at the industry and saying, what's going on there that could help me move my business forward, help me achieve my, my goals for the growth target, and what also might get in my way. Sometimes there are economic factors or new competitors that come in that may impact your potential to move the company forward. So I think that, first of all, what would help you determine what you need to do to achieve that goal is to first sit down and, and make an honest assessment of the, the SWOT analysis and look at it as really being a good self-assessment of the company. And then from there, take a look even deeper into your different operations, business units, let's say, within the, the company that have an impact on your growth and determine, take a look at what you're doing from a sales perspective. Take a look at what you're doing from marketing to support the sales and, and take a look at each of those areas. Even take a look at your products and your services offerings and assess this would be even part of your SWOT analysis. Do you have a broad enough range of products and services that you have more than one way to satisfy your clients, but that you're not so spread out that your clients really don't understand the value that you bring or who you are as a company? So I think, first of all, start with a SWOT analysis. And within that SWOT analysis, hopefully you're taking an inside view into each of the business units that support your, your sales growth to then identify some things that you want to explore further. Maybe in your product and services assessment, you realize that you don't have enough. And maybe you only have one product line 
that addresses a certain size market. But in order for you to get growth, you need to be able to sell to larger companies. But your current product set does not allow that because it doesn't have the scalability that larger companies would need. So if that, if your end target is that your growth is going to be by connecting and selling to larger companies, then you need to make sure that you have the right product mix to do that. So if that's one area that you determine is necessary for you to evaluate and change in order to get your growth, then from that perspective, they would start doing some market research to determine what would be the right type of next product to offer that would satisfy that market that is larger companies. What are their expectations from feature functionality, from serviceability, from price point? So there's a lot of different factors that go into supporting and determining, supporting current products and determining what future products you need to have and also to, into assessing how will they contribute to your growth strategy. And that's why I keep getting back to the fact that a strategic plan is so important because if you don't have a strategic plan, you may be doing well today, but you may get more impacted by some of the future actions that occur in the marketplace externally, not necessarily within your company, and be negatively impacted by it and therefore not continue on your growth path, and therefore not get your fair share of growth. So basically keeping you nimble. Keeping you nimble. Making sure that you're always looking to the future and not getting too comfortable with the, with the current. Comfort breeds contentment, and then you lose the competitive edge. Okay. It sounds like a lot of work. Well, it does take time, and it does take a lot of thought process. But the other thing that I did not mention yet is that as you build a strategic plan, what you want to do is to bring everybody, not everybody in the company, but you want to bring the key stakeholders in your company into the development of that strategic plan because they're going to be the ones that are closest to understanding what you're doing in sales or what you're doing in operations and what would need to be done in order to get you to the next level and or maybe bring in some outside consultants with those areas of expertise to help you. But they would be the ones to really provide the good information that's necessary to fulfill and, and build that plan. So it's a lot of work. But the end result will be that your business will have a better opportunity to grow. And the effort will prove into a return. So you go through this analysis. And how detailed should you be? Is this sort of, um, if you get your key stakeholders together, can you do it, say, off the top of your head? or? Should you be doing more extensive digging? I would say um, the, the strategic plan, let me just back up a little bit. The strategic plan is not something that you will 
To do it right, you will not do it in one or two days. But it's not going to take a year to do it. If you're taking an extremely long time to, to develop a strategic plan, you're taking way too much time. And you're also, the market variables are changing as you're building a strategic plan. But to just do it, to just wing it, so to speak, and, and do it quickly for the sake of saying that we're getting it down quickly, you may miss some important variables in that assessment. So some of the assessment will be just the knowledge from your key stakeholders and them understanding your current state and contributing for their area of expertise within your company. Some of it will need to have a little bit of research, and that doesn't have to be the expensive formalized research from some of the industry analysts, although depending on where you want to be and what you are assessing, you may want to get some of those reports from industry analysts. It can just also be from doing some Google searching, learning a little bit more about your competition, or staying in tune with the different variables out there in the market that have an impact on your specific industry. So I don't want to say that it, it just is just off-the-cuff information, but your, your team is going to have a lot of expertise to contribute to this. And so a lot of, especially the SWOT analysis, they should be able to, in a, in a session together, really contribute and build out that SWOT analysis without having to do extensive research. But once you are trying to define what those next steps will be, and especially if it is about bringing out a new product or offering a new service, that's typically where the more detailed research and time comes in. So you, can, do you have a, a process you could take us through on how you, how you do that? As far as the SWOT analysis or the strategic no, plan? No, the, the, after you've done the SWOT analysis, and now you're trying to figure out, okay, you know what your strengths are, you know what your weaknesses are, your opportunities, your threats. What do you do with the information? How do you, how do you go from there? Okay. Well, so now you have that SWOT analysis. And some, there's going to be some obvious factors that are going to really pop out when you take a look at that SWOT analysis. It's really going to give you an indication that you need to be beefing up your sales arm. Or maybe the weakness is that you don't have enough offerings, whether it's product or service, or maybe you don't have enough focus. You have too many products or services. So some of those points are going to become obvious as you go through the SWOT analysis. So when those items pop out, then you need to take a look and, and start working with that team within your company to say, what do we need to be doing about this particular aspect. If it's, if it's a strength, you could say, is, is there something that we can, some way to leverage that better to enhance our potential to reach our growth target? But if it's a weakness, if it is something to do, and I just keep going back to product because I think that that's something that maybe is a little bit easier for individuals to, to grasp, but if it's a new product, um, then you get your product group to identify, maybe even have them do a survey of the customers to determine what are the customers interested in, or go out and do the market research to say, what, where is the industry headed? Um, so 
I'm not trying to be vague, but the SWOT analysis, as you do that, you're going to see some things that will become apparent that you need to work on. It might be that your operations, you're not getting your profitability. So why are you not getting your profitability? Is it because your operations expenditures are too high, your overhead is too high? Is it possibly because you're discounting your sales too much? So does that mean that you have a product quality issue, or does it mean that your sales team is not presenting the quality of your product well enough during the sales cycle? So there's no one concrete answer to that, Judy, but the basic general rule of thumb is that as you go through that SWOT analysis, and that's why I believe that it's such an important aspect of your strategic plan, that some of those areas that you need to work on will be identified during that time and, and during the discussion that you all go through to determine what should be in each of those quadrants. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is everything then built around the SWOT analysis? Well, I wouldn't say that everything is completely built around the SWOT analysis, but I would say that that is a very important source of information because, and I hope I'm not being too repetitive, but if you don't acknowledge what your strengths are and and from a very truly objective eye, then you won't know how you can leverage them to your fullest advantage to achieve your desired growth. In the same manner, if you're not objective about what your weaknesses are and the fact that they're getting in the way of growing your business, then you won't know how to overcome them. And you won't be as effective or timely in overcoming them. And if you don't know what changes are occurring in the industry that could affect your business, whether it's economic changes, whether all of a sudden there are new competitors in the marketplace that didn't used to be there before, whatever it may be, then eventually those changes could negatively impact you if you're not able to react to them quickly. Or they may negatively impact you because they'll have a definite effect on your ability to sell. Or they may impact you because you will have a missed opportunity. Maybe something's changing in the market that all of a sudden opens up some additional doors for you. So that's why I think that everything's not necessarily built around the SWOT analysis, but it's a very good source of information. And if it's done right and very objectively, it's a good way for you to really get a self-assessment of the company. Okay. I, I don't know how your clients work with a strategic plan, but in companies I've worked in, we've spent time putting together strategic plans, and then they just sort of sit on a shelf somewhere, and they don't really get used much. Um, what What's your take on that? Does that happen much with, with your clientele as well? I wish I could say it does not, but Judy, like you've experienced, it, it happens too often. And what I believe affects the fact that it becomes sometimes what I call shelfware is that there's not, in reality, the full commitment from the executive team. because it's one thing to build a strategic plan, but it absolutely is another thing to execute it. So, first of all, you really need to have your executives fully committed, not just to building the plan, to say, check mark, we have that done, but to make sure that 
individuals on the team, on the executive team, but individuals on their individual teams are held accountable for certain metrics and that you determine certain metrics. So if that's the case, then people know that they're going to be held accountable to achieving certain metrics by X amount of time. And they know that you're going to be checking on that for different progress reports. And you show them as an executive that you are fully committed and help them understand why it's going to have a positive impact on the company. Then that will improve the potential that it's actually going to be executed instead of becoming software. And also, if you have individuals on the team contribute to building out the strategic plan, then it's, they also become part owners of the plan. And so you have their buy-in a little bit more. And when people are bought into a plan, they're more likely to want to see it come to fruition because they have some stake in the game. So there's got to be the, the accountability, but then there ought to be some kind of bonus if I hear what you're saying, um, so that they have that motivation to to meet their metrics? I think bonuses do help motivate individuals, but um, so that could be part of it. I think that what I think there's multiple steps to making a strategic plan successful. First of all, executive management endorsement and, and driving it. Second of all, having different individuals in the, the company contribute to the plan instead of having it be just the executive team, but actually have the executive team go back to their individual in, on their business units. So let's have the operations, the VP of operations, get certain individuals on his team to contribute to the operations section of the strategic plan. Have the VP of sales get some of his sales individuals to contribute to their portion of the plan. So have different individuals contribute to the plan so that you have more buy-in. And secondly, make sure that somebody is held accountable to achieving a certain metric by a certain time frame. And fourth, monitoring that progress and letting everybody know that the progress is being monitored. If you want to reward that with a bonus, then certainly that would improve the potential for things being achieved. You just have to be careful and, and think about how does that impact your bottom line for the profitability. You want to make sure that you're not bonusing away all of your profitability or a significant part of it. But certainly, people do react, respond favorably to the, the reward incentive. Okay. Now, if you... If you're a business owner and you need some help, what would you suggest? There are a lot of consultants out there that management consultants, man, excuse me, managing consultants, I'm sorry, management consultants that offer assistance in strategic planning. And there are some that also help with the execution of it. So I think that first of all, Recognize that even though you may be experiencing growth today and feeling good about where your business is, 
ask yourself truly, is the business growing at the pace that it could? And if your answer is no, then I would seek out some consultants. If you know someone and are comfortable with that individual, bring them into your office and, and talk to them about your challenge and determine what some plans would be for them to be able to make the assessment to then offer you some recommendations. If you are not acquainted with the management consultants, then in your network, I would encourage the CEOs to, to find out from some of their peers, some of the different management consulting firms that they have worked with, and then bring a few in to talk to them about how they would approach the assessment and work with them to build a strategic plan. I do believe that it would be good to have somebody from the outside drive the strategic planning process because they're going to bring in an objective viewpoint that your employees do not have. And, and they can also bring in a different level of expertise than your employees may have as well. So I think that those are the benefits that, that companies could gain by bringing in a management consulting firm. So you started to mention um if you get some referrals, how do you decide which consultant you should go with? You, you said um, ask them how they would approach the strategic planning process. Are there other issues that you would recommend that a um, business owner raise with a prospective strategic planning consultant? Yes, I think you certainly want to understand what their, their background is and their experience. You want to see if their industry expertise or their product expertise or whatever is something that would be complementary to what you're trying to do. You don't have to find a uh, management consultant that is exactly in your type of market because a lot of those skill sets and a lot of those experiences are transferable to different industries. But it's important to understand what their background is. And so I'm, I'm not trying to, to do an infomercial here, but let me just kind of share with you a little bit of my background, which is what I talk about when I talk to my clients. So I spent many years in the corporate world. And in the type of company that I was in, I was in a Fortune 500 company, which gave me an opportunity to move around to the different business units. So I was fortunate to have an opportunity to work in the technology business unit as well as, so that was the product business unit. I also had an opportunity <laughs> to work in the systems integration business unit, which focused on industry markets. So the vertical industries, financial industry, commercial industry, transportation, and so forth. And then I also had an opportunity to work in the outsourcing business unit, both for IT outsourcing and business process outsourcing. So I have, different types of experience, product as well as services. But even in those different business units that I worked, I had different functional types of roles. So I was responsible for sales teams. I was responsible for strategic marketing. I was responsible for solutions management, both on the product side where the team that I worked on told the engineering group, here's, here's the kind of product that we need at this price point with these capabilities by this time. And then we would work with the sales team to let them know what was coming to market by when to try to get some business in the pipeline. And I also did the same thing from a solutions management group for services <coughs> excuse me, to, to build out new services that could be sold by the company. 
I also work in our channel crew. So not only did I work with our indirect sales channel partners that we call value-added resellers, <clears throat> I also worked with our strategic alliances. So those are just some of the things I did, but, but by doing that, even though I may be talking to a business owner that is not in the technology sector, those skill sets are still applicable to enable me to assist that individual and that company because of the processes that I went through in identifying what we needed to do in the strategic plan, because that was also something that I was involved in at the corporate level, working on the annual basis on our strategic plan and the assessment of the, the long-term plan that we put together and how we're going to operationalize it for the year. So I bring different skill sets that are applicable regardless of industry. So I, I would also recommend that business owners, if they are seeking out consultants, ask them for their background, what kind of experience they had. Also, if they're a business that has some international business, it would be interesting and, and beneficial if they had somebody that had some type of international experience as well. That's that's something else, right? I worked for, as you already mentioned, I worked quite a bit of my career with global responsibilities and I even lived in London for a while. So I have that expertise that I could assist companies that are international, whether it's just going to market for the international perspective through indirect sales channel or for a direct sales channel. Again, I've got that experience, and that's what they would want if they're an international company. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Are there any resources that you could recommend, um, maybe online or books or others that you've come across that, um, that you think were really valuable? Well, Harvard Business Review, they that would be an excellent magazine subscription for any business owner to get because they really talk about just a lot of areas that are relevant to business growth and strategic planning and everything. I mean, it just I would highly recommend that to all businesses. <laughs> also, each industry is going to have certain publications that are going to be more specific to, to their industry that would be beneficial. Um, Kaplan is someone that does a lot of scorecarding and talks about strategic planning, but I don't know that that's something that a business owner would necessarily need to look at, but I would certainly recommend um, the Harvard Business Review as well as certainly Wall Street Journal just to keep themselves apprised of what's occurring in the industry, in, in the market. Um, Certainly watching some of the, the financial um, TV publications as well, just, again, to stay on top of where the market is going overall from a financial and economic perspective and also other indicators that may impact them from a, a vertical market perspective as well. Okay. Well, any other recommendations or um, advice that you might want to share um, with our business owners to achieve their growth targets? I think what I'd like to, to close with is just to say, really push yourself to ask yourself objectively, are you getting the kind of growth from your company that you really want and that you think you should have? And if you can fairly say yes, okay, then continue on as you are. 
But if you would really like to get your, your company to that next level, I would really encourage you to take the time. And again, even though I said it's not going to be built in one or two days, it's not going to be an inordinate amount of time to build a strategic plan. But I would take the time and effort to do that and include key members of your team so that you're creating a plan together. And so everybody is contributing and everybody is buying in and everybody is committed. And I would not just develop the plan, but part of what will help you successfully execute the plan is to communicate it to all of your employees. Because then everybody understands why some of the changes may be getting made. And they understand what the goal is of the company. And you can get them on board to help them understand that they're a contributor to the success of the company. But they have to know the plan. They have to know the path you're, you're walking down and why you're, you're headed there. And make the people accountable for part of the execution of plan. Let them know what it is that you're expecting of them by when. And let them know that you are going to check back with them periodically just for status updates and do that. Make sure that you go back and do some, some progress checks. And even though I suggested that you build a strategic plan that is more of a three-year strategic plan, I would go back on an annual basis to assess it and just say, is everything still the same? Or are there some things that have happened in our business based on maybe some growth that we did get in certain markets? Did that impact us in a way that we weren't anticipating? So maybe to continue on that growth path, we need to make a little bit of an adjustment to the strategic plan. Or maybe some market conditions change, and we need to alter our plan a little bit to make sure that we're adjusting for that. So I would revisit your strategic plan on an annual basis, even though it's a longer-term plan. And don't be afraid to make adjustments if, if it's necessary. And Great. bottom line, don't don't be afraid to be aggressive. I know every business owner really isn't. <laughs> so, but but be 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 fair to yourself and ask yourself if your company's getting your fair share of growth. Well, Maria, this has been really enlightening and helpful. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, how can people get in touch with you if they would like further information? If they'd like further information, my office number is 610-270-0209. They could also email me at msagio at saveinsightsllc.com. And if they would like to talk to me but they're not sure where they want to go, if they even want to just talk to me just to say, I'm not sure if I'm getting my fair share or not, and could I just have 30 minutes of your time, I'm happy to extend a complimentary 30-minute call for anyone that would like to reach out to me for that. Oh, wonderful. That's very nice of you. Happy to do that. Great. Thanks. Well, um, again, thanks so much for being on the call with us today wanted to let our audience know about our upcoming call in September. That will be on September 17th from 1 to 2 Eastern. Our speaker will be Ann Jenrette Thomas, 
who is the founder of Esquire Coaching. Anne's talk is called Sassy, A Different Way to Stay Productive. Is it really possible to make lots of money and have time to have regular spa days, hang out with your sweetie, and play? Absolutely. Most entrepreneurs think work-life balance is a fallacy, but it's not. The SASE system teaches you specific tools for having a growing business without sacrificing the life that you've always dreamed of. SASE, which is spelled S-A-S-S-E, helps you go from the work-life balance blues to a life that works. Anne will share her system and even show you how she wrote her first book in just three weeks by using this system. So stay tuned and save the date of September 17th from 1 to 2 Eastern for our next presentation. Thanks, everybody, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.